0: Hey everyone, welcome to Going in Circles. This is the Big Monday Show, and I am Charles Simon, the host of the Going in Circles Podcast Network. My partner on the Big Monday Show, the sniper, Mr. Barry Spears, will be with us in just a minute. Tonight uh, we have uh, quite a few topics, some of them not so fun to talk about, but things are happening and we, we talk about them because, you know, that's what we do. We had a couple derby preps, we had a couple uh, champion comebacks, and um, as we get closer and closer to the Kentucky Derby, the field is starting to uh, to thin out a little bit, but um, no big surprises. So we'll be back in um, just about 1 minute and 15 seconds with the Sniper. Mr. Spears, welcome to Big
1: Monday. Mr. Simon, thank you for having me on Big Monday. I am present and accounted for.
0: It's March. It which is. Which means March Madness is right around the corner. Yes, it ain't got the same
1: luster. <laughs> oh, no, it really doesn't. I, I I think I've watched maybe three college basketball games this whole season
0: or whatever you want to call it i think i think you got me by two (laughs) i I haven't really been paying much attention we have plenty of march madness and horse racing is uh, oh
1: man today was 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 like hell broke
0: loose on twitter today you know if i told you that today's horse racing uh kind of splashing over to the real world issue of the day in uh, <laughs> in the U.S. would be over a a jump trainer from England, you probably wouldn't believe me. No, I, I wouldn't have. Not not when I woke up this morning, no. Um, but the story of the national hunt trainer Gordon Elliott, and I have to admit, um, and the, you know what the funny thing is? I've watched a lot more jump races this year from England on TVG or whatever, um, because I'm uh, you know bored in the morning and, and <laughs> waiting for the big show. Then I've seen college <laughs> basketball games, which is kind of odd. But Gordon, <laughs> this trainer Gordon Elliott, who, who's a top trainer over there, he was um, apparently there was a, this photo was an old photo, but it was a photo of him. Sitting on top of a dead horse, with a phone to his ear, and someone took the shot and um, on it put the words um, "new rider" something like that, trying to you know make light of the situation. And at first, I I, I kind of saw a little bit something yesterday on Twitter, and. There was some talk that maybe it was photoshopped, and I was, you know, I I didn't even really think that much of it, to be honest with you. And then today it just kind of um, spiraled because he came out and more or less admitted that he did it, but it wasn't as though he came out and sounded very contrite. It was almost uh, to the point of like, so I did it like, (laughs) yeah, I did it. I feel bad for doing it, but not felt you know bad. it didn't it didn't feel like a right. kind of um damn i shouldn't have did that <laughs> my friend john clancy the the great writer he, he and his brother joe and tom law they they have um the website um uh, what is, it? is this? this special name? uh the, well they do the Saratoga special yes they they do the special and and they have a a website where they post things and um Sean wrote a, a heartfelt um, kind of condemnation of, of Elliot and Sean knows the guy and like Sean is one of those guys who, uh, you know, he, he's a realist and he's been in the business. He was a jump jockey, so he's got to be a little bit crazy, but uh, he, he's just really, you know, he's an excellent writer and I'm not saying that because he, he put me uh, a chapter of his first book about me, but you know, he he's kind of the kind of guy that sees um, the bright side in things, and he's kind of a you know glass half full guy. Mm-hmm. And he wrote, uh, it, "It's really um, the tone was was a little surprising because Sean because he's not like that, yeah, not you know, not like that, and he's definitely not like that." And I,
1: I I read it too, and
0: I was like, man. Uh, this it's is really horse <laughs> com this is, is the website and the headline is Bannon. And he, he talked about how this guy has, um, you know, exhibited boorish behavior before the fact of the matter is he's a jerk and, um, he doesn't really deserve the benefit of the doubt. Um, I saw that the the UK, or, well, the English Board of Racing has um, banned him currently, suspended him until the investigation uh, is done. This was done, I guess, and um, until that is, you know, it, it's uh, over and there's some kind of decisions made on the penalty, uh, he won't be allowed to race. And it, it, it's a it's a big season for those um, those jumpers, this is the, you know, the, the late winter, early spring is, is really their time of the year. So it's not a, uh, it's not a hollow gesture by them.
1: Well, I always want to know, you know, just as an aside here, what they do in those kind of investigations, other than like talking to him, getting his side, then where does it go? I mean, couldn't they just say, "Hey,
0: we're going to talk to him and see what he says, and then we'll make a decision"? <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, in this case, where it's um, a picture and the picture right, they got identified. Is yeah. not being photoshopped. And it it happened. It, it's not. Uh, it's not like there's any, uh, you know, doubt as to what happened. So he certainly wasn't set up. He, he, this, you know, he, he knew all about it. I think that's the callousness of of the act of of just doing that. I mean, I have been in the situation, as have everyone else in this business on the the side that takes care of horses, where whether it be a colic, whether it be a breakdown, whether it be um, you know sickness, illness, heart attack, we, we've we've all lost horses, and it never ever gets easier it doesn't get easier it's harder it doesn't it's it's not easier it's it's harder and there certainly comes a, a shock at first where you just kind of don't believe that the horse is gone and you know even if you know sometimes you're, you're forced to make decisions um and i can't say too much about this but there's some things going on behind the scenes at some racetracks that are very unsettling to me uh, in this same area. And and forgive me for not being able to say anything. I really shouldn't comment currently because it's an ongoing situation. But the fact of the matter is that animal rights activists are going to be against us no matter what. Okay, If no horses break down, if we can wave a, a wand and make it where colic doesn't exist and founder doesn't exist and we can make all our horses have long healthy happy lives and no one dies they're still going to be against us they're going to give you a million excuses um oh well the horse is running against their will you know you're making them you're hitting them they're they're stuck in stalls, blah 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 okay we get that but these are the type of situations that we don't have any reasonable answer for you can't say other than the guy is a jackass and we're not allowing him to participate anymore. You know, this is the situation that we, we made this is not, um, um This is not something that we were set up with. This guy is, I mean, whoever took the picture, and put the caption on is just as guilty. Just as guilty, just as guilty yeah. Guilty. And just. They, they should be they should be punished as well. And a racing license is a privilege. It's not a right. And I think that those that participate on the horse the horse care side, and those that did on the regulatory side and on the the, the management side, they have to understand that um, like toler- like this kind of behavior cannot be tolerated at all. And if a horse should be put down, because it's the humane thing to do, because there's no uh, potential uh, good life for a horse, if the potential for founder or laminitis is high and it's just a matter of time, the best thing to do in some cases is to, to put the horse down and it happens. Unfortunately, it, it's just one of those things. Um, you know, think about when your dog gets really, really old. And I had this a couple of years ago where he just sure. literally couldn't get around anymore. He couldn't get up. He couldn't get down. And he just, his body was just worn out. And laminitis isn't exactly like that, but it is in that you can't reverse it and you can't, put them in a wheelchair so where i'm going you know where where i'm going with this is that death is going to happen unfortunately no matter what we do it it, there's there's no zero percent um but when one does they need to be treated with respect Uh, i mean could you imagine if if uh if your pet died and and then and someone you know took pictures of it and then put it up on the internet like in a joking fashion you'd want
1: to kill them yeah, that's, that's gross.
0: So I, mean, I was actually going to try to have a little <laughs> sunnier show today, but um, I mean, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> the not tide struggle. turned. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's something that, that, that should be talked about, you know, um, especially when it, when it happens. And like you said, there's no, there's no excuse for it. I mean, you know, racing people can't defend that. Um you know it, it it's just so unfortunate and so unnecessary on top of it like why would you do something like that i, I don't know i i'd love to hear some sort of explanation but we didn't really get that uh the, the person taking the picture will probably never know who um it's it's just it's just a huge black eye
0: and it, of course it was picked up by you know the 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 national media the, all, all over the place. So, and, and the world is a smaller place these days. If a story happens in, in, in Ireland and in England uh, and it's kind of egregious like this, it gets picked up everywhere. And um, most people that are seeing this uh, in the U S don't care that he's a jump trainer. Don't care that he doesn't really participate here very often. Obviously he's been here a few times, Um Otherwise, Sean and Joe Clancy wouldn't have interviewed him uh, during, you know, when, whenever uh, he has ventured over here. But it just makes us all look bad, and, and it's, uh, you know, I, I just no other way of putting it other than this. It's just, you know, just disgraceful. And whatever he gets, he gets. Honestly, yeah, I just don't yeah. have any any uh, any respect for the guy, and you know, screw him. There was an interesting, um, before, <laughs> before this story became, uh, you know, I know it kind of to smothered today, we the other things. Uh, <laughs> we, we had some fisticuffs, <laughs> which actually happened on Friday. Yeah. But the video of the fisticuffs didn't come out until, uh, I believe yesterday at some point. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, it's, you know, I, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you, you're you going to. Just uh, Google Paco Lopez versus uh, Irad Ortiz for the flyweight uh, championship of Allendale. Um, Paco, listen, Paco's my friend, okay? Like, I like him. He's funny. But he, he's a little bit of a menace on the racetrack, and he's careless, and he... Um, He's just—I uh, mean, how, how would you describe the way he rides? He's just kind of, you know, dangling I, out there. He just kind of perches up on the horse, and he's—he's he's, he's short, and and he and, and they just kind of let let him drift a, a lot. And, and let's let's face it, the stewards let riders get away with way too much these days. They just have lost control, uh, uh, at least at the top level of the game at in New York, in Kentucky, in. Um Florida, California. Well, California's I don't know, I don't know what the hell they're doing with jockeys up there. It, it it's a mess. But <laughs> they allow a lot more than they used to allow. The latitude is a lot more. And, and let's face it, these guys make a lot more money. So when you find them a small amount of money, it, it just isn't a
1: deterrent anymore. And well, you know what Paco reminds me of? He reminds me of that guy that you play pickup basketball with. Probably, you know, forward type center ish that throws a lot of elbows, and you don't want to get near him because you think you might catch one. Yeah, even though he has no intent, um, you still might get hit with one. Right. <laughs> so you kind of stay away when he when he goes up for a rebound, things of the sort. That that's what Paco reminds me of on the racetrack. Like he reminds me of one of those guys that's kind of unpredictable that might hit you but might not. And you kind of never know. And to be honest, sometimes he wins races that way, where people are just won't go around him. It seems like it. I mean, I couldn't say for sure. Obviously, I don't ride, and, and I don't talk to many jockeys. But um, I, I think that's part of his, his thing. And it works. Um, but it also gets him in trouble.
0: Right. And the, the interesting thing about this is that he claimed foul. Against <laughs> Ortiz, and of course, it was never going to calm down. It, it, his horse was tiring. Ortiz kind of came over on him. And it, I mean, there was like no one else around the horse. That um, was cl- the foul claim against known agenda. The horse won by ten, so it was it was a little frivolous uh, claim. And I, I don't know what kind of bad blood there is between them, but apparently there, there's been some, you know, some words before and. Um. You know, well, I, I saw. I, I read the like took a, a you know a couple of pokes at him. He actually hit him once. I read does yeah. not appear to be a a a power puncher. Um <laughs> I don't believe like George Foreman's going to worry about his legacy with Irad because he, <laughs> he kind of <laughs> clocked he, him. He missed with that overhand left. He he clocked him with the right, and he was sitting on a chair, so it it wasn't. um it wasn't the thing of uh, it wasn't the sweet science, <laughs> 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 and, and poor poor Victor the clerk of scales wound up being uh, he wound up playing Mills Lane there and not <laughs> separate him. And you know honestly, I think I think the fight is funny. I really do. Some guy on Twitter was like, "Oh, he should be you know arrested for assault." I'm like, come on. <laughs> right it's it's Come sports it's sports
1: The little the rules are a little different It's, it, I mean, it's, it's a he little, clearly uh, didn't it wasn't like a situation where he right. just bludgeoned the guy and just no. bashed him um it was a it was a it was a competitive fight yeah, like, it was a you know, little bit of a fight i mean passion a little, little passionate scuffle but i did see a quote from paco saying that you know if he 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 basically his stance was if he did the same thing he would have been suspended for a month probably Right, Paco is already on you know... double secret probation. Because, and, <laughs> and honestly,
0: Paco deserved his suspensions. He did. He, he he. It was one of the rare occasions where the stewards stood up and and actually did something that um that, that mattered. And obviously, it worked because when you read what he says, like you said, right. Barry, he didn't want any more trouble. He, he doesn't want, any, want any more trouble anymore. So that suspension worked. It got him thinking and um again if if someone punched me in the face really really hard like I would would not probably worry about the suspension I'd probably I'd hit him <laughs> you with the, would have blacked out I'd, I'd hit him on <laughs> the table but you know it, it's it's it, it's just it's competitive I mean these guys are putting their 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 neck on the line every time they go out there and to be honest, I, I blame the stewards in a lot of ways. Not just the stewards here, the stewards everywhere, in that they're letting guys um, like they took the horse down into here comes the bride, and I don't agree with that at all. Because my stance on that, watching that replay, and of course, it's you're never getting perfect angles of these, these, you know, it, it would have been actually better. It was the one case where, remember we talked about a couple of months back about the drone having a drone. Uh, Give oh, us the yeah, overhead shot because it would be really good for the turns. But when horses turn, especially the final turn when they're going uh you know, they're starting to try to pick up the pace and, and and the leaders are maybe getting a little tired. Naturally when they take a left-hand turn, they will lean in. It's not track and field. They don't maintain their 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 course as much on the turn because you know, of of the gravity and inertia and, and things like that. I guess maybe not gravity, but, you, you know, and in that occasion, um, that was the third race at Gulfstream. They took a horse down, Mark Cassie, who, uh, whose horse uh, won the Tyler Gaffley on one easy. Um, and there was some contact between that horse and uh, Ron Spatz's horse under Miguel Vasquez. And Vasquez moved his horse up on the inside and it didn't really leave any, I mean, he was, it was a very, very tight space in there. And no, he's a veteran rider. He has to know that when you get in there, going into the turn, that they're going to squeeze you a little bit. And he, he, he checked out and the stewards wound up taking him down. And I'm like, that is not, that's not what we're talking about on takedowns. That was a guy putting his horse in a really uncomfortable spot that checked out, and and the guy uh, who was in the like the one and a half path, he gets blamed for it. I'm talking about the hurting that happens at uh, deep stretch from, from the, the, the the quarter pole home, where you know the, the guys are going all over the place. There's there's all kinds of contact, uh, and they let more go and more go and more go and more go, and Again, I, I've, I'm not a big believer in, in giving guys days because I think that penalizes the connections as well. But I just think that um, that something has to be done. And I just don't know you know, where to even start, but it just is uh, the inconsistencies have to, have, to be, have to be dealt with because, I mean, in this case, nothing really happened. But I would I'd be far more worried about jockeys being injured in a race because of an incident in a race than I am with them poking each other. Poking each those. other. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Irad was
1: involved in one that they didn't even look at. You know, it was almost like the stewards fell asleep at the wheel. They, I mean, they probably, you know, most likely would not have done anything, but at least look. I mean, I saw the head-on of, of the this race in question. It was the next day. And he basically kind of came out off the rail and, and made his own room, then bumped the horse twice right before the wire, and they didn't even take a, a second glance at it, which, you know, I, I don't understand that. I mean, I can understand if they took a look at it and was like, oh, well, there's one horse that was checking out that was slowing down, and then the other two bumps were just too late. You know, maybe we'll we'll give them a day or, you know, find them a couple hundred bucks or whatever, but at least take a look, you know, it, you know, there was too many, too many things that went on for them not to take a look at it. You know, sometimes, you know, you get one bump and it's like, all right, well, they, they kind of brushed each other. No big deal. Um, But, you know, you come off the rail, <laughs> like, and basically take like almost a right hand turn, cut one guy off and then bump into the the horse that finishes second. You got to take a look at least.
0: I I mean, my, I was thinking about this for a long time and and I was thinking maybe a cumulative penalty where points, where a point system, right? Exactly. And once you get to a certain point, the penalties increase and they, they, they start to really increase to where they're big penalties. And if you're a jockey, That uh, maybe you're a bug rider or you're a jockey that uh, doesn't, you know, ride uh, all the top horses and isn't making a huge income. Well, if you get where you have to pay um, a $10,000 fine and you don't have it, well, then you do the 30 days or 15 days or or whatever. Either or. Yeah. And they say, all right, you can go to the backside. You can exercise horses. You can make money galloping or breezing or whatever. But you're not riding until, you know, you, you learn your lesson. And because, you know, like people want to just penalize riders and, well, I should find them 25000 Well, it's like finding a trainer's 25000 There's about seven guys in the backside that could, could write the check and the rest of them, uh, you know, you're either going to have to, uh, <laughs> you're, you're going to have to finance it or, or uh, it's just not going to happen. You know, they don't, they don't have $25,000. i am not on 25000 so, yeah, you, you give them the option of, of, of taking a, a lot of days, not not, not three or five. And they, Honestly, like what they do in California, you've got three days. It's just an annoyance. It's an annoyance. The guy goes to the beach um, and the people in California, it's not such a big deal because, you know, they have a steady supply of, of short fields. But it, it leaves you without a jockey at the last minute and it, it it's it's uh it's just not helpful it's not good to have racing run without your best horses your best trainers your best jockeys there and to just give a guy 3 days because of some stupid whip rule i mean that, that those rules are just stupid i i it's mm. so uh, it's just stupid Find them move on Find them move on Find them move on move on but um you know some sort of cumulative penalty where Maybe he just uh, bumped a guy a couple times in the stretch and it wasn't didn't warn being DQ'd. And maybe it didn't even have anything to do with the first three or four finishers across the line. Maybe it was the horses fifth and sixth bumping into each other. Because if those horse, one of those horses clips heels or goes down, that rider's going to be just as hurt as if he, if he was first or second. Correct. So, so you know, keep track. Um, so, you know, similar to writing them tickets. And once they hit a, a certain number then the, the, the penalty is enforced. And then uh, if they have a certain amount of time, a certain amount of races or, or days where uh, they have to have no issues and then things get wiped off the record, you know? But, and I'm sure that they would, uh, I'm sure the first thing everyone's going to tell me, oh, well, you can't do that because then you know, <laughs> the state law or this or that, or blah, 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 blah. You know, there's always... A million excuses why we can't do it, and yeah, sometimes I I, I get that changing state laws for horse racing purposes is like virtually impossible. Uh, but um, yeah, but all those laws are like old as hell. Like let's try, <laughs> let's try, let's right. try, try. So so, anyways, it's funny we've gotten through twenty five minutes of the show and we haven't even talked about a race. Yeah, I mean, and and we
1: didn't talk about all the the, the finding and jockey stuff either. Well, what the Crispin is, deal <laughs> and, uh, and Laurel.
0: You know, I really didn't want to say too much about that because it, it's very vague as to what happened,
1: so vague, <laughs> and why
0: they know and how this happened. Like after the fact, how 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 are they figuring that out? Um, I'm just it was kind of unusual, and there's lawyers involved and. Um, it's interesting, you know. It's
1: very interesting because it's like it just came out of nowhere,
0: and then there was very, very little information provided. There was a case in Florida about 20 years ago where Josie Gomez was a bug, and I think under the direction of her father, who, who I believe trains in Louisiana or somewhere, she she took the lead weights out on the like on the backside.
1: Holy shit. <laughs>
0: and got caught doing it but um it was it was very unclear as to uh how this came about and and i don't know if someone blew the whistle i really don't know it was kind of weird that you would think that that would be something that would have been caught like right away um so i guess we'll kind of see what happens there
1: yeah Yeah, it's definitely interesting. You know, it's not every day you see that.
0: (laughs) He is the leading rider there, so I mean, it's the leading rider gets set down for thirty days. You'd think we'd have a little more detail (laughs) to that, but uh,
1: there was none. As literally none. I I don't.
0: I don't know. uh, I don't know exactly why it took so long for this to come out, but but.
1: And and the interesting part of that too is that, that the weight was higher. It wasn't less. <laughs> so it's like, wow, what what's going on? Yeah. but
0: Well, it's almost like... I, the way I look at it... I mean, we're giving a guy... Somebody days. messed up. So we're Clearly. giving a guy 30 days because the weight was wrong in one race. And, and like, guys, like, body slam guys going into the turn and cut them <laughs> off and they, and they don't get anything. So, I, I don't know. It's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll reserve judgment until I, we, we hear from the the, the parties uh, as to what exactly happened.
1: Yeah, I don't think we're going to hear anything on that. It's just going to go away until we'll get, they come we'll back. Get,
0: we'll, 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 we'll interrogate somebody. We'll get Frank Vespi. We'll call Frank.
1: Oh, Frank. Frank might know.
0: We'll send Frank in there as, uh, as our guy. He's, oh, he's, guy, he's our Hunt. unofficial official going in circles, big Monday show, Maryland guy.
1: Man, we got we got two guys on the street between him and Pat Cummings.
0: We got some stuff. Covered. I Talk to Mister Cummings today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, always well, well, good. He's got he's working on something big and uh, should be out in a couple of days. Something right, that, right. that affects uh, affects. Wow. Well, uh, uh, listen, what we were talking about. Everything affects everything. To be honest with you, I mean, <laughs> if it affects betters, it affects you. If it affects the racing on the track, it affects the betters. So. It's all it's all interrelated, and um, yep, he's 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 definitely got something uh, something in the works, and uh, Good. Um, I think it, it'll be out pretty pretty soon. So
1: okay, oh, well, I'll, I'll be eagerly watching his Twitter feed, seeing what's going on, as I
0: always am. But we had we had a little we kind of kind of interesting conversation today. I don't want to get too much into it, but uh, about someone had put something. On um, up about midday, about how uh, they had a horse racing today, and the horse was racing in a claiming race, and I believe they bred the horse. Maybe um, you know sometimes think, on I Twitter, so. the, the, the 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 threads kind of go off on different directions, and you don't always <laughs> see the all the ones you know the, the prior. But um, I guess they maybe a maybe a bred the horse and and uh, just kind of look. Disfavorably favorably on on racing in a claiming race you know where where you might be able to get claimed sold bought um and and it was kind of an interesting conversation uh and it was a civil conversation for twitter which is kind of a rarity rare about um a potential handicap slash rating system of sorts that we could use to um kind of take the place of claiming because claiming is simply a way to classify horses. Um, it, it, that's all it really is. And yes, it, it does serve, uh, as a market to, to, to buy and sell horses. Uh, it's a little bit of a, um, it's a, it's a tough market because you don't actually get to x-ray or examine the horses prior to, to dropping your claim. Um, but, uh, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a classification system. And there's been a lot of school of thought that that we could maybe adopt something that replaced the claiming game. Because the claiming game, of course, uh, a lot of people like it. A lot of guys like buying and selling horses, moving them up, moving them down. Um, but uh, it also tends to sometimes uh, lead to some behaviors that, that that are aren't uh, aren't quite uh, as kosher as, as we would like them to be and it's not as bad as it used to be because there's a lot of rules that have been placed in a lot of jurisdictions about um, uh, voided claims meaning that if you if you try to dump a horse that's injured uh, in a race and someone else claims it and it meets the criteria to have the claim voided you you get the horse back so you haven't accomplished anything. You you've just basically ran a horse that shouldn't have been running. Uh, but you know there is a tr- school of thought, and, and I'm a believer that we should try something. Uh, at the very least, a rating system. I know a handy, a strict handicap system in this country is difficult because we've already kind of sold um, ourselves on the at Gulfstream. I know in South Florida, 118 is the minimum that they'll <clears throat> ride a race where a horse carries. Now, if a bug boy is on a horse that, that gets 118, uh, obviously it, it'll carry less weight, but um, they they don't write races where horses are assigned less than 118, which makes it a little difficult for a, a true handicap system because you've, you've narrowed the, the gap, and, and the gap is... Uh, of weights is really where the the handicap system is most effective, and uh, the one place that does it where you can very very easily see is Hong Kong, that um, has as a, a, a rating system of sorts, and horses move up and down the rating ladder, and when they move up in class, they go in at the bottom weight, which is I believe like one. Sixteen or 117, one seventeen, one eighteen, and, and sometimes in those same races, the top weight will be one thirty three, one thirty two. Oh okay. yeah, I've seen it. So you don't see that in this country very often. And, and yes, Hong Kong is is. I, I mean, I'll say Hong Kong is just better than everywhere else. They have, <laughs> they have a, a great system. They have a, a limited number of horses. Horses have to qualify. To, to participate there if they're no good they're they're not allowed to keep racing and um there, there's no claiming there's there's owners aren't allowed to have you don't have to run against a guy who's got a hundred horses um there's good trainers there's not you know good trainers there's a lot of good jockeys and but um i think it, it could work and it would take it would take a buy in by everyone and that that's the most difficult thing for like virtually everything in this business is getting everyone to buy in and rolling with it because not everything's going to work perfectly from from the beginning so there's going to have to be some tweaks made but i have to tell people wouldn't you rather be in a race against seven or eight horses or nine horses or 10 horses that are all rated similar to you so that you all kind of had a shot and if you got a good trip you could win and and you weren't having to run against a horse that's uh, dropping in for a big trainer from thirty to, to ten or fifteen or um, or two or three sometimes, where you know, you're running your horse for what you think the horse is actually worth, and they're running them for a lot less because they've got a lot more money and a lot more horses. And um, I think it would work. I just think it's. Uh, I think the biggest the biggest problem will just get getting everyone on board getting the the horsemen getting the the racing office because the racing office the way they do things now um it's a struggle it's a it's a real struggle and and i'm talking everywhere and a lot of it is because of uh, the way horses are campaigned and because of the uh, inequity in the, the talent distribution on the backside, it makes it very it makes it difficult for those guys to write races that are that are big fields and competitive and
1: Right. this That would take a lot of guessing work out of it, to be honest, because, you know, you'd have your group of horses and, <clears throat> you know, it's almost like the 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 harness racing thing when when they went to the, the class system with the ABC. Yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. And and mo- it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it makes a ton of sense, but it seems like, you know, who who's going to do all that work to, to classify all these horses? I, you know, I, CJ. I, I mean,
0: I, yeah. I already I already offered CJ the job and, and I said I'd give him a million dollars the first year.
1: Dude, I would do that for half that.
0: Well see you gotta be CJ's assistant for the first year, then then take over.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I mean it, it makes a whole lot of sense and it would do a lot of things good. I mean, I don't know I, I've said this before, but I don't know if anybody out there has is watched just purely watched Hong Kong racing. Um there's not many runaway winners. No, everybody's everybody's right there, you know, within five lengths of the finish, even the last place horse. So, you know, that that's what you want to see. I mean, um, it, it makes more exciting racing. You there's know, not you know, a lot of odds on horses. There exactly. And, and it, and it, and it's, it's just purely, like you said, a better game.
0: Yeah. I mean, you would need a person or person or a panel of persons or, I mean, Kronk said, you know, you'd rather have a, a machine make the system, you know, make the rate met, do it a formula. Yeah. takes the human out of it. I get that. The problem is that we've seen Equibase numbers, which stink, and <laughs> um, like in, on the harness side, they, they've they tried to do that with the Trackmaster ratings, and they stink.
1: Not reliable. Um, and yeah. the,
0: the, they actually have tracks that, that don't have people making the morning lines, they make them using the computer to track master morning lines, which stink. <laughs> so um, I, I think that a formula certainly needs to be, you know, of course, uh, you don't watch people's opinions, just the straight opinions. But um, you need a panel of, of guys, smart people, and they have to be paid well. And they also have to be independent. They can't. Right, you can't the have the big trainers calling out. What happens now, and this is unfair for the racing offices in a lot right. of ways Right, no access to those guys. Yeah, is that racing offices here have to to, to hear um, from the, the people with the most influence and that's difficult for them. It's a difficult position they're in. Uh, and I'll be honest, a lot of people in racing abuse the power that they have. They just do. It's not a... It, listen when you see short <clears throat> fields you almost know the name race is written for somebody be in the short field and to probably yeah. be the favorite for the short field and that's not as though uh the rest of life that we live in that people with influence don't get uh, favors and things like that it happens but but it happens in racing a lot a lot a lot and uh you put the people in the racing office and the racing secretary, and you know we we don't have Kenny knows anymore Kenny knows you weren't putting influence on Kenny no he wasn't hearing it um but things are different and it's it's uh it's a change that I think would help the business. it's just so hard to make um what would be considered a radical change, even though it's really not that radical. It's the same horses, the same track, the same thing. It's just you have a a third party who's who's an expert who is going to classify your horse for you. Uh, maidens, you would still probably have to have maiden special weights and maiden claiming races. I don't know how you can uh, you can't rate a horse that's never run. Right. So I think the that. Um, you know, like in Canada, at Woodbine, they have the the maiden races, and then they have kind of like the B level maiden races that the purses aren't very good. Um, I think the purse of Woodbine is like ninety or eighty thousand for the A level maiden race, and then they have the B's and it's like thirty four. I, I don't exactly know how that works, but but once horses have raced and, and uh, you know they, they've they've shown their class, well, you know they can move up, they can move down, and I don't know. I know it would work. I just don't know if if we could ever get it done. You know, no. I mean, nobody has
1: the patience for that. That's the problem. You know, and 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 that's what it would require to to have something like that go off. You, you need the patience, and you know, I, I could just see it already. <laughs> the guys just up in arms, like. Well, why is my horse, uh, you know, rated a B when it should be an
0: A? And yeah, right, right. You know, why it, is my horse a seventy-four? Well, right. your horse is seventy-four because of this. But the you truth want to speak is, speak to the manager. <laughs> in the end, you would just say, "It is what it is," and that's all there is to it. Yeah, win a race, and we'll move you up. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you know, of course, people say, "Well, people try to game the system and you know, hold horses." Then it's not going to happen. They try to game the system now by putting thirty thousand dollars horses in for ten. That's not gaming um, anybody.
1: Everybody knows that.
0: And horses don't race enough to game the system too much. It's not like the trotters where you can just sit on the inside and you get a bad post, you go to the back, you sit in a rail, and just, you know, kind of let the race play out and then, you know, race back next week. It, we don't do that here. <laughs> we don't do that. That doesn't happen. We don't have horses running uh, two, three times a month. It doesn't happen. So uh, if, if you were actually trying to, you know, you know Rig the system of sorts to try to get your rating low enough. Uh, well, number one, you're gonna you're gonna win if you do win the race, a lower or a lower purse race. And I think some kind of weight needs to be incorporated as well. I think that if you had a rating system, okay, say it's from horses uh, rated sixty one to, to to seventy, and the horses rated seventy sixty nine sixty eight carry one twenty eight. And the horse is a uh, 67, 66, 65, carry twenty uh, six and then, you know, like uh, to the bottom where the, the 61s carry like 118, so they get like 10 pounds from the higher rated ones in the same race. So similar to what Hong Kong does, so if you drop from a 61 to a 59, well, you would drop, but you would also pick up weight because you'd be racing in an easier class, but you'd be at the the high end of the weight scale. Um, and there's, there's a lots of, of ways Phillies would get. Um, you, you could classify them a little bit different if they wanted to race in open races. If we had more races with Phillies and cults giving the Phillies some sort of advantage, uh, it, it, it could work, but this is not the most um, open-minded business. <laughs> and um, the, the, how do I say this without most of the people making the decisions are old, and they, they've been in the business their whole life, and they don't have any real – they don't have any – they, they want to do it the way they've always done it, which I guess I, I can understand from a certain point. I think it's, it's not the right way to do it, but I can understand the approach of, hey, this has worked for me in the past, but this isn't 1990 anymore. Things aren't going to work like they used to. Guys don't race horses like they do. The barn area is is way it's constructed way differently than it was um and i think that uh you know something like this would help it's it's
1: worth exploring but i mean it's it's, it's worth it for any track to, I, I said, it, I said it's worth it for any it. track to try to at least <laughs> think about this or, or sit down with some people and try to hash this out and be like hey you know it's an idea that we heard or saw or whatever and you know we we're trying to explore the, the feasibility of doing it and how we would go about it. Let's just talk about this. I mean, it's like, what else are they doing? Like, especially on dark days, like Monday, Tuesday, what are they doing? I'm talking about executive types, you know. Yeah, no, um, <clears throat> I mean, it, it's worth exploring. I mean, even if it takes a year to research this, it's worth
0: it. I mean, is it really? It, do we really need to hold on to ten? Never oh win man, those threes? are the worst. Twelve, five, never win twos. I mean, is it really that important to hold on to those designations? Is it really, really? So, again, it'll probably never happen. But, uh, but on to the races. We can start with. Uh, well, let's start <coughs> with yesterday's race. At, at the uh, the swamp of uh, Oakland Park, at least it's not snowing and ice there. But man, they, no, they didn't have much was horrible. for for weather this week. A lot of rain, but they got the races in, which uh, which is uh, I guess the most important thing. And the the the, the delayed uh, return of Monomoy Girl yesterday. Um, dusting off a field of moderate talent though uh our friend uh cherie DeVos, uh, our super freak we yeah, real world big in one second Monama girl but uh girl looked good I mean she won easy and
1: yeah it was it was um, boring and that's how you know that horse is great <laughs> because it's like almost the same you know I don't know if you've ever looked at all of her races, but they all look the same. <laughs> and it's like well how they you know do. it's like how does <laughs> this horse able to do
0: this every time
1: it's amazing i mean yeah you know what's funny
0: It's is you know it's interesting and, and like i, I can't no, she's great she's won like 15 out of 17 or something like that she she never runs bad. she's never really run a lot of At fast least visually races. they don't look fast <laughs> it, it's it's kind of interesting and in that she's never really really run a lot of fast races and Maybe that's why she's been able to last right. and make, make come back in that yep, she does what she needs enough. to do, and that's it. you know she she does what she needs to do, and um I mean certainly it's no disrespect at all, like said <laughs> all she does is win, and she's six years old, she's still racing, and, and i mean um,
1: even look at that race yesterday, she ran literally ran or even got into it, I'd say for about a quarter mile and then kind of you know hung out and. Got herself a two and a half, three length lead and, and cruised. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't like you know, Frenchie
0: was on the gas pedal, you know. So it's... no, no, it, it was right. It was a confident. It was confident. Hand. And all, all the people now that own um, one thousandth of a percent of her, I think they made like eighty nine <laughs> cents yesterday. So. Hey, things are looking up, man. They had to put extra vet wrap on because of the, it, you know, the they had to put thick vet wrap on because it was muddy. So they would have made a dollar fourteen, but they're down to eighty nine. Roll that over into the, into the Bitcoin, man. Um, and listen, uh, if you're if you're involved in one of those partnerships, I don't blame you. Know, hey, listen, knock yourself out. It's your money, however you want to spend it. But we're gonna make money, <laughs> and that's all there is to it. You're going, to yeah. I don't for I don't us. think people are ready for that yet, but. It's, it is what it is, but she ran well. She's supposed to come back in the Apple Blossom. I mean, last year, I know that we had uh, COVID kind of stuff. and I mean, she only ran four times. So one was uh, a Which is amazing. <laughs> which <laughs> she was, uh, of course, she won't easy. Um, but we didn't see her a whole lot more after that. But it seems like they might be a little more... Uh, ambitious with her this year. So that's a good thing. I mean, listen, we complain about stars retiring and on the cult side that happens all the time, but uh Swiss skydiver is training forwardly. Um, I'm sure there's a, uh, there's a race for her soon. I don't know if he's waiting at the Keeneland uh, or not. Um, I guess I could ask, but, um, you know, she'll be back. So there, there is some star power on the Philly side. Um, the two derby preps this week, well, there's a derby prep on Friday, but I got to tell you, I'm thinking it ain't going to be a real impactful race towards the Kentucky Derby. Uh, though the stewards did make the right decision. It took them the better part of, of 11 hours. <laughs> like, they've elected Popes faster than they made the decision. <laughs> and they watched the, that same head-on view, like, 57 times in a row. And <laughs> I thought they were going to take somebody I really did. Because – when, when you watch it that many times, you figure, well, they're just trying to figure out how they're going to place them, right? Because why would you watch the same thing for 10 minutes straight? But it, it was a really, it, it was kind of the one thing about being on the rail. And when I was a kid, and, and I've had every older rider say this, Tony Black, Tony Black told my ex-wife one day when she was just starting riding, she just started riding like, it was like her third or fourth mount. And he, he she she came up the inside on, on Tony Black and he let her go because he knew she was green. And he told her after the race, I let you get away with it that time. Next time you're going over the rail. Don't ever try to sneak up oh, on any inside again. And I saw Craig Perrette do it to James Lopez at, at Churchill. James Lopez, he, he did about uh, he, he looked like, you know, the 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 gymnasts, you know, when they get on the balance beam thing and they, they jump up and down, they do like eight spins. <laughs> Lopez did like nine spins before he wound up on the infield somewhere. The old timers would they they owned the track between where they were in the rail. That was just how racing was, and I know it's not the same as it was. But when you're on the inside and you're a jogging, you don't have anywhere else to go. You know the rail is the ending point. So sometimes I think that that's part of the like it it looked in the race at Turfway, like the horse Ian Wilkes' horse on the rail. He looked like he just was in
1: a bad spot
0: more than, you know, uh, I mean, they kind of came over on him, but they all kind of didn't. But it wasn't like they came over on him in a rapid fashion.
1: Yeah, I thought thought the same thing. It, It didn't even look like the horse had his whole, you know, half of his body into that hole. So there was, like you said, there was nowhere for him to go. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't like a, a, an egregious foul where they just kind of swung back into the rail and cut that horse off or anything like that. It just, it tightened up and he had nowhere else to go, but you know, to check out and try to go around, but it, it was too late. Um,
0: I mean, the the winner, the winner was trying to was. get in. He, he was I working. Mean, the winner on. was, was kind of in and, and the jockey was trying to keep the horse straight. I mean, he was doing his best to keep the horse from, from, you know, ducking in. And I, I got to think, and I'm watching. I'm thinking, who are they going to take down here? If they take, are they going to take all three of them down? Could you imagine in a derby prep taking three horses down, even if it's a small derby prep? Um, but I think they made the right decision. And I'll be honest, I really don't think that race no, has any effect. I don't think so. Derby, either. so I guess we'll probably see a couple of them back um, in the. Uh, well, I, you know, Gretzky the Great. I mean, I talked about this with Bobby Newman on the HRN show. I, I, I filled in for Anthony Stabil on, on Thursday and Friday uh, on their race day show. And um, that was one of the races that, uh, you know, we discussed. And, you know, Gretzky the Great is an Ontario bred. So they're probably going to toss him into these races, see how it goes. If he were to win the uh, – what do they call it? The Jeffrey Yes. Stakes, right? If he were to win that race – I bet they'd run in the Derby, but I think their, you know, ultimate goal is probably the Queens plate with that horse. And uh, it seems like it's a synthetic turf kind of horse, but um, I mean, that horse ran okay. Uh, you know, Gretzky, the great, he, he ran all right, but I think it's just a field of decent horses. That That's really all it was. More, exactly, nothing, more yeah, nothing It worse.
1: wasn't impressive. It was nothing that really stood out to me.
0: Um, <clears throat> I have to tell you I, I was surprised in the southwest not by uh Central Quality who who looked great. Um I was surprised that Jackie's Warrior just kind of spit the bit. Yeah, uh, and I know the track was sloppy. Still, he's done early.
1: I mean, way too early for a horse that uh, you know, people thought was, you know, top
0: class. Uh yeah. C.R. Trout's horse engaged him like going past. Uh, you know, they'd run five five and a half furlongs when when he, he ran to him, and in Jackie's Warriors races in New York, the horse, he he was already leaving them by that point, and and he was struggling and he didn't really offer up much um, resistance. He kind of outgamed that one, but there was no. Much it was a three horse race. race I mean, essential quality won easily. And then Spielberg kind of sucked up. Spielberg isn't any good. I don't care see? what he did. He's no good. He was second because there was no one else in the race. He's slow. He was on the best part of the track. The the, the little stutter step out of the gate probably. I don't know.
1: I, I mean, I, I think the, the jury's still out on, on Spielberg. You know, I want to see him on a fast track other than Santa Anita. And then I'll make my assessment because I don't know, you know, I, I just want to see that happen. I'm not saying that he, you know, there's a chance he could improve with that alone. Um, based, like you said, you know, based on on the Southwest, like he was just the best of the rest. There, there really wasn't much to 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 kind of analyze because it was only three horses. They finished one, two, three, and he. Baffert doesn't that's, like. That's
0: why I. You, you don't know, that, even know Baffert doesn't like him. About him. <laughs> But not only that, because he sent him to a ten point yeah. race that <laughs> he looked like he had no chance of winning. So he earned, I think, four points. <laughs> you know? So like if you really liked him, he'd have sent him to the rebel two weeks from now. So I just don't think he's any good. He's 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 slow and maybe he'll turn out to be better. But on and like the sheets, he just hasn't improved. And then maybe he improved a little bit the other day. Um but um the really the race uh, and one of the reasons I thought Jackie's warrior might be tough because he would get an easy lead and it might force essential Quality's hand early. And there just wasn't anything else in the race. You, you said, well, these two hook up and, and, and go on, you know, battle. Maybe somebody will sneak in there. But there Just wasn't anything in there. But, um, I mean, you can't take anything this way. Essential quality looked great. Uh, did exactly what he needed to do. Louis size did a good job of getting him off the rail to the best part of the track. And I mean, it, it was like a boy's uh, man against boys Yeah, he comedy. looked like he filled
1: out too. He looked like a different horse than he did on British Cup Day. To be honest,
0: he was the uh, he was the first uh, of the <laughs> Capit One Two Punch. Um, Jackie's Warrior, I believe, or uh, excuse me, Essential Quality ran a a ninety six buyer. Uh, I guess. Ed DeRose was saying the brist number. I don't know what his brist number is, but he got one point higher than uh, Greatest Honor did winning the Fountain. Use so uh, I guess they're they're a little closer on scale. But I'd be interested to see what kind of number it, it gets uh, thoroughgraph or ragas and gotta see where he's at because essential quality is pretty fast. I mean he had he had uh, run a three on thoroughgraphs winning um, the Breeders' Cup he had run a 5 before that which is pretty solid numbers as a 2 year old and i'm having to think that he he, he probably got right back in that uh, in in that yeah. in that 3 3ish or maybe better range he might he might have even moved up which which is a good yeah, sign yeah that, that's the, the breakthrough um, pattern is
1: what i kind of call it
0: um, where you
1: know he runs that number equal to around what he did as as a 3 as a 2 year old and then that means that there's some improvement yeah. there. And we could, you know, kind of break yeah. through a little bit and, and run a big one. So, hope, you know, I, I definitely like him. That's for sure. He looked good the other day, for sure.
0: He sure did. Uh, Jackie's Warrior, Pat Day Mile, seems to be on the agenda. That's what Steve Asmussen had uh, had commented on uh, the next day. Uh, I said he came out of the race fine. Pat Day Mile, I don't know how he gets there. I'm not sure if he's going to. Uh, cut them back or, or what, uh, there's not a lot of mile prep races. I mean, the Gotham is, is next week, but, um, you know, outside of that, everything else is two turns. So, uh, maybe a sprint somewhere. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what his plan is, but, uh, the Pat day mile is, um, it's opening day of Churchill, right? Uh, still. Yeah. So, so it's it's still a couple uh, six seven weeks away. Uh, it'd be interesting if he comes back in the Pat Day Mile and and were to like, you know, just, just just for kill, argument's sake, were to romp in the Pat Day Mile, <laughs> that, right? I wonder if they the would try to. I would hope so, but you know, I mean that would be the logical move instead of cutting him back to seven eighths. Woody Stevens is a Grade One. It's on. Uh, he's already won a Grade yes, One. Sir. Champagne's a Grade One, right? So He's already won a mile, uh, grade one, at, at Belmont Park. and I know it's not like the old days where uh, every couple of years, a, a really fast, talented three-year-old would take a shot in the Met mile, and, and they would always get a lot of weight. I think Holy Bull carried like 110 pounds or something when he won the, uh, the Met mile as a three-year-old. Um, but it I would be interesting. Uh, I was talking about maybe uh, – uh, Drain the clock, but I don't know that drain the clock even wants to go on. He ran clock, his heart so. out the
1: other day, that's for sure.
0: Moving on, yeah. I mean he he ran okay, you know, but he, he had everything he broke real sharp. He he set a, a decent enough fractions. It wasn't like they were slow, but they weren't exactly fast either. They were actually slower than the holy bull fractions. And of course it's it's a different surface. And it's not the same day, but but uh I mean he set reasonable fractions and, and they really just kind of look like he wasn't any match for, for uh, greatest honor, but I think the Safi Joseph crew decided uh, that they're going to you know, be off the Derby trail now and um, you know, look, look, for, look for shorter races. I'm sure that Woody Stevens at Belmont Day going 7-8 would be one of those races that they're shooting for. Maybe the Pat Day mile for him one, around one turn at Churchill um, could be something that they might be looking at as well. But um, the Fountain of Youth was a very, very unusual race uh, run by the wind (laughs) in that he just seemed um, not disinterested, but he just didn't seem like he was going anywhere. And Jose Ortiz kind of, you know, tried to save a little ground Uh, on the backside. He got inside maybe... I'm not really sure. He probably just didn't want to be five wide in the whole turn, but he really didn't seem like he was that interested in, in running up inside there. And and even when he first he him out, I mean, blew by him. Cool. Yeah. Ran, ran by him. Yeah. And then I, I watched the race outside um, right, right, right on the first finish line. And I'll be honest when, when, I kind of lost track of the field a little bit, it was, and I wasn't able to tell exactly who was who. And I had to watch the race over on TV a couple of times. But when he ran by us at the at the wire, and Jose was like standing up on him, like I thought to myself, "Right, the hell did he it, was, it was it was amazing." Like,
1: it's, it's, you know, you, like you blink, and the horse was you know in third and charging hard. It was like, "Wow, where did hell did he come from?" <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was almost like he just uh, figured it out um, and <laughs> knew what he needed to do. I don't know. It, it was, it was, it was very. It was just, it was just a strange type of race. And listen, the one thing about him is that his style does not suit the mile and sixteenth no. races at Gulfstream Park. And I don't think that the horses he's beating are really very good. I think that there's no other real potential Derby trail horses behind him. Uh drain the clock was second. He he's already being taken off the Derby trail. Uh 2, who ran well. I, I think a mile and a sixteenth is probably may, maybe a little further than he wants to go right now because he made a big menacing move and then he couldn't even he couldn't even hold second. Um Tarantino Sprinter. Sprinter uh, I'm sorry Ken Rudolph. I'm sorry Ken. I'm sorry but Ken, Tarantino is a grass horse, so grass I'm sure he'll be headed that's back to grass. Want, but that's um, not going to
1: happen either. So,
0: Prime Factor was horrible again. I, I I admitted that I really thought that he would he would benefit. I, I honestly I thought they put him up close. Yeah, I I, I I mean I he didn't he understand that. Him. I guess the horse just doesn't break. I mean that's the only thing I can. He didn't break very well, and and then I watched it a couple times. And watched a head on, he, he he broke like a little bit in a tangle gave up. and then just didn't have much. <laughs> he up. gave up. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, and I rad kind of just he, he didn't really push him, but I mean the horse two starts ago went twenty two or twenty two flat to the quarter, and he was raring to go, and and I'm just not sure what uh, what's happened, but he's not going in the right direction because he really stunk. Um, he didn't do anything at all mean, he he was he was just bad uh prime factor was not (laughs) anti-factor um and and fire at will i hate when betting wise i I hate to to bet horses like fire will on the dirt and i would probably do the same thing if i were them there's no big grass races this time of year for three-year-olds and the horse has is uh has handled the dirt in the mornings and even though he did win on an off track, he he has, you know, it's not like he's uh, uh, he's not uh, like Galileo where he just couldn't pick up his feet at all. You know, so I understand why they t- took a shot. <laughs> and I wouldn't be shocked if I if the horse came back in like the Jeff Ruby on the synthetic. But um, he just uh, it's just a different it's just there's just not that many horses A Catholic boy could. Kind of do both equally well. There's just not. I had a horse in Carly's Harley. He he could he could do anything. That horse he could go seven eighths. He could go a mile and an eighth. He could run on the dirt, on the turf, and mud. It just didn't matter. Huh. He was by Harlan, um, who who actually was probably going to be a like a, a tremendous sire, as 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 the sons of Harlan have, have, have proven that he's he he was going to be good. Into mischief, I guess, would be the 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 chief contender. But um, there just aren't many horses that are equally good on both surfaces, so it was really a lot to ask. Thinking that he was going to be that good, and it, it was worth a shot. I mean, they took a, a shot, but he he really didn't do anything at all. So I mean, he chased, yeah, he, them, and he, he was done in. pretty early. So
1: yeah, I was gonna say he he'll, he'll ran like,
0: like a turf horse
1: so. on the dirt. <laughs> I mean, I just don't have any no.
0: comment about any of the rest of them. No, I mean, they, not even anything to right, say. Just like good, better, and different.
1: Just not up to that level of greatest honor.
0: No, they're they're just. Uh, he's a, he's a really good horse, and um, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess I, I'm I'm assuming that he's going to run in the Florida Derby. I believe yeah, that's um, what I saw that uh, the
1: connection
0: said. Uh, that, that's the... The orb connection. The, the orb. <laughs> the, the orb road to the Derby. But um, that that race is March 27th. So that would be his last prep. and I mean, at this point, I don't know who's coming for that race for the Florida Derby. But um, prevalence certainly looks like he's gonna be scrambling at this point since he's he's at one race. We're in March. Um the horse that Safi Joseph uh the second time starter that won Saturday at Goldstream right? um look, looks uh, the name of that horse is uh yeah Collaborate. He he was uh he, he was dominant. I mean he, he won easy. Um so it's, it's, it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to really back maiden winners going right into the Florida Derby off Man, the that's, two races, that's the trip. Uh, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if he, if he comes back in the Florida Derby, because I, I think you look at the, the way he races, he, he's a front runner. Um, and, you know, outside of the winter, no one else really scares you, right? I mean, who, who, who out of that race would you say, nope. um, <laughs> wow, I'm really scared of? And I mean, this is this is something we've talked about before. Like this Derby Trail, there just isn't much depth to it. It's like the top two or three horses. Well, I mean, I granted, we haven't
1: seen the Baffords unveiled yet, really. And they're the X factor because
0: you know they're going to be fast. I know, but but. The- it's I mean, March first. The, the race is sixty days away. It's, there's only, and you're not going to run them the week or two before. So like, I'm pretty sure they, that it's kinda like mean, one of one the bafferts
1: here. is going to be favorite, Derby Day. One of them. I don't know which one. My my. Might... No, it will not It is. It won't be I or, can guarantee you he won't. Or life is good.
0: Um. You know. Nope, not yet. tours never run two turns. Life is good hasn't run in what now, six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks? Um, Mystery. <laughs> it, it's just a uh,
1: total mysteriousness.
0: Yeah. I I just don't see much depth to this field. It just, there is no depth to it. You have a lot of, in the old days, you would have seen a 12 or 13-horse derby. Because the guys with no chance wouldn't run. And that and these days, having no chance doesn't necessarily preclude you from running at all. Um, especially if it's a derby where you can show up and be there and have events and things like that where people just want to be in it as opposed to, like, win it. But uh, it, to me, it's, it's a very thin group. You know, you take the two from the withers. You take the uh, greatest honor. I'm taking essential quality and nobody else from that field. I don't like anybody from the Battaglia, the Tampa Bay, the Sam Davis, the 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 Motts, um, uh, the horse that won that. He, he's a nice horse, but he doesn't really like scream. Well, somebody's got to step up. I mean, it's just
1: a matter of um, who. I...
0: I mean, Medina Spirit's a nice horse, but he seems like he's a better story than he is a horse. The horses he's what about the Louisiana, are okay. um, uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's the same three. Though those three are much better. the 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 Remington Park Horse, I guess. I guess today he, yeah, has been uh, so- declared off the Derby Trail. He he's injured. So, I mean, the Mandolin's a pretty nice horse, but uh, the other, uh, you know, they kind of keep taking turns beating each other. And the the first three were the first three in the comp, and then and then that the Risen Star and <laughs> probably, telling you, it people off so. their feet, man.
1: Um, th- thats the only thing that could happen at this point. It's, Unless those um, horses don't run, then it's—it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I mean, listen.
0: This is what we have left, right? We have the Rebel. Okay, the Rebel is going to be run without the best horse at Oaklawn in the race. So the best horse. Uh, might be the Deodoro horse who in my opinion is just a horse. I I don't see that horse as being a, just some star horse. Um the one with the long name. And he hasn't even run this year. He hasn't even run since November. So you got a guy who's never even run a horse in the yeah. Derby. going to go in there with two starts. Sorry. That's that's not that's not an ideal scenario. Uh we got the um this week we have the Tampa Bay Derby. We have the San Felipe um, at, at Santa Anita. And we have, uh, if you didn't realize this, the uh, turf I was gonna go to Derby this. is March 12th, but I don't think you get any points in that one. I think you get like, you, you, they should give you like good. one point for that. You win the turf Terps like <laughs> Derby. You get one Derby. <laughs> you get half a point. <laughs> so if you bet the over-under, you get it. um we have the Rebel the following week, and and I said again, the the, the best horses from from the Midwest won't be in that most likely. You have the 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 Derby, Louisiana Derby, the following week, um, on on March twentieth. And again, we're not counting the European races and the Japanese races because those horses never make a factor, and most vast majority of them never even run. So, we're not even paying attention to those. Uh, the following week after that, you have the Florida Derby, which. Um, which uh, greatest honor looms a, a a huge favorite at this point. Um, you also have the Jeff Ruby stakes at Turfway that day, so I don't <laughs> exactly know what kind of field. Maybe Matt's that uh, that
1: horse from Golden Gate oh, will maybe. show up.
0: You have the Wood April third. the 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 Chad Brown horse who won the Withers will be back in there, and then the horse uh, the runner up will be in there. Neither, you know, the, the the winner rein what's it reinvested risk some way he looks okay. Um then that same day the San Antonio Derby, I'm guessing um one of the Bafferts will be in there. Uh, the other Baffert the following will be the in week there. The Arkansas Derby. And, and and that and that's and that's more or less it's it just is. amazing
1: how you know the point system has changed everything and then the way the trainers are training these days where they, they really just get one shot at it. <laughs> like, you know, it, usually, you know, you would think they would give themselves out. So if they had run a bad race, they could come back and, and, and potentially get in the Derby, Um, you know, running a better race or more improved race after taking a loss. But it, it's kind of like one and done. If they don't, if they don't get it on that shot, then they're probably going
0: home. The, the you know, They've skewed it. We talked about this last week and the week before. They've skewed the Derby point system to where the, the last round of preps is just worth too much. It just worth too much. Why should the horse who finishes fourth in the Arkansas a Derby earn the right. same amount of points as, as, as Essential Quality One uh, Sunday or Saturday? It's, it's ludicrous. If you if you make the point races bigger or a little bit earlier in the year. Then you're going to get these horses to race three times. If you have a Derby prep, to me, there's virtually no horse that that can get ready, other than just the the absolute superior horses. They can get ready off of two races for a mile and a quarter race. I I just, it's discouraging horses from running, and and that's the problem. You know, you want to make the last round good, but you know, you're also going to do. you you have a lot of a lot of pretenders in the last round. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. It's doing the opposite in that you have horses that really don't belong that are going to clunk up in one of these big hundred point races and get in. And, and no, I mean, that shouldn't
1: make any sense. Like you said, it's like, you know, what's the, what's the point of making the Jeff Ruby stakes a hundred points. I mean, other than the obvious that we understand the politics of everything, but I mean, right. But it's still. Yeah, they, own, it's the, like, they well, own the race now. So. What's the point? You know, you should have at least, you know, towards the end of February, maybe a, a couple of 50 pointers. Beginning of March, a couple of 50 pointers, and then go into the hundreds. But at least have, you know, some, have it spread around a little bit to where, you know, like you said, a central quality gets 10. 10. 10 That's points
0: 10 points and and he he's got 40 no but 30. it's just it the really whole point you really doesn't need them. but the 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 system just doesn't set up properly like if you if if you were a, a math major the way they set it up would would just make you want to shoot yourself to, to have the 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 race, the Arkansas Derby, be worth ten well, times it, what the it, Southwest big is. Question. What are they you trying sense. to do? I mean, we that obviously doesn't... know what
1: they're trying to do, but it's just it's not conducive to the race in general, or the, to the Kentucky Derby itself. Right, correct.
0: No, it's not conducive to the race or the three year olds. Again, we, here we are. <laughs> we're in March first. The race is literally sixty days we away, have... and. And there's, like, four horses who you can say, well, they'll be in the Derby. They belong in Derby. I mean, if it's Life right, is Good comes screwed. out and, and, and runs fourth, just doesn't show up. Like, are you going to be – I mean, is that going to be shocking to anyone? The horse has like, twice. horse uh, – Concert tour. Uh, what's the one Swift likes? Uh, yeah, concert tour. <laughs> <laughs> He's run what, twice. These horses run once or twice. We're, we're, we're like – literally 30 days away from being out of derby prep season because once the last way. round is run the only thing left is the lexington and i charismatic. can't the last time a horse ran in lexington did any good yeah charismatic <laughs> ali sheba <laughs> you know we, we, we were like eight years old <laughs> maybe a little more nate but you, you know you know you get what i'm saying like literally we're, we're like it's not six, just sixty oh, days the Derby. It's thirty days left of of of, uh, of prep season. It's over thirty days, and they got horses that got two starts, and they're the favorites. Like, how can this possibly be good for racing and for horses and for the Derby? Like Churchill, do you really want horses that are running in the Derby to have two or three, four starts? You think that's good, especially when we get back to the situation where we have a lot of people there, and you got the blimp there, and you got screaming and yelling and that and you have these inexperienced horses. The one thing you can't teach in the morning is experience. And, and not only that, you're gonna be in inexperienced, inexperienced well, that's inexperienced on him length kind of an horse edge, field. even though
1: he, he lost a few
0: races, <laughs> you know, at least he was running. He is. I mean think about uh, essential quality right he has four races. He's going to have five races going to the Derby. And he's essentially, or essentially, (laughs) uh, that's a pun that I didn't mean to say. But he's one of the more um, seasoned horses. (laughs) No, that's just crazy. That's craziness. There's nothing wrong with running horses. But everybody's just trying to get to the Derby. That's the truth. Baffert wins because he trains his horses hard. And he's trying to win the Derby. Everybody else is trying to he's get. He's playing it. chess. Everybody else is playing checkers. He's trying to win it. And 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 d- that doesn't mean that uh, like like Brad Cox is seemingly winning every Derby prep in the Midwest. And you know, Mandolin is kind of you know he might be the 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 long the dark horse. He might be the horse that you know kind of a later developing horse that was allowed to run more because he he wasn't like spectacular from the start and and maybe that's really the that's better than anything like you said greatest honor was allowed to run because he he got beat in some maiden races it took him four starts before he won but he yeah, raised him like every start you know the first two starts was uh, so, someone someone was talking yesterday at twitter about how he might just be a horse for Gulfstream, and like. Come on, man! He ran good every start of his career. He got beat ahead at Aqueduct on a on a ludicrous <laughs> track. The track was ludicrous. It was it was like like uh, the beach by my house was is, is a faster surface than what they were running. And they were a mile and eighth and one fifty five. Like the 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 non winners <laughs> of seventy five hundred last five at the Meadowlands Trotters could could go that you know. So it's like.
1: The yeah, I don't, I don't think everybody. that's the issue. I, I mean, it's, it's but, hard to gauge because, you know, again, not many horses are running. He's the best of what we've seen, at least in Florida. Um, but it's just, it's just curious and how that stacks up to, you know, let's say essential quality or, you know, mandolin. It, it it's, it's a hard read because, you know, even his, his speed figures, which, you know, only can count for so much, aren't the greatest. You know, um, his his uh, his sheet numbers are better; they look better anyway than his buyers. But I mean, relatively speaking, it's it's wait, still wait. hard to to gauge. Um, because like you said, there's nobody out there. I mean, we've no, named the, the-, the top five horses right now, anyway, minus the Baffert horses. And even if we factor them in, that's only seven. There's twenty horses that get in the Derby.
0: yeah yeah it's it's uh it, it's just um i don't know why I, I i just don't know why i feel this way this year but it just seems like there's just a handful of of good yeah. horses and, and everybody and, else know, is that, just you know that's the crazy part because somebody could jump up and just run a good race
1: because these horses aren't so spectacular that they're, they're unbeatable. You know, sometimes you get a, a a good crop that, you know, the top four or five horses are just outstanding. This isn't that they're, they're kind of, you know, middle of the road, at least right now. I mean, things could change in 30 days, 40 days, but, you know, at least looking forward to, to the Derby, there could be somebody that kind of, you know, comes into their own in, in these last few, you know, six, seven, eight weeks, and it's it's going to be interesting. It, it, it's something you definitely got to pay attention to because from what I've seen so far, the, you know, the only horse that kind of quote unquote wowed me was essential quality last race. But, you know, context is everything. He didn't run against anybody.
0: Yeah. I mean, even risk taking. He's got 10 points and he's so he's, he's like, like the prohibitive favorite for the wood, right? He's got ten points. <laughs> it's so absurd, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he he's got ten points. There's only one prep left for him. What if he gets the right? This if is if such cuts? a small what if, what margin of error. The day before, or something like that. Nothing terrible, but uh, you know, enough enough where he, he can't run. And then and then you're left like scrambling and um, overtook. I think he's the Pletcher horse who ran second. He's got like four points. So, some horse who, who runs in a hundred point race it's who gonna runs fourth in. is, is going to be, is, is, getting, is getting in before these horses. and
1: uh, that, that, that's Has anybody support. ever offered that's an one explanation on really why? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of feel that they'll hurts. give a half-assed statement after the fact, but it, I'd be curious if anybody's ever put the screws to him and like, well, can you explain this?
0: You know, when they, they first did it, the explanation was that they didn't want the sprinters that were earning money um, in the early or, you know, like the early, late summer Early fall, two-year-old races, the lucrative two-year-old races with graded earnings, because it was done by graded <laughs> earnings. So, if you won one of those races, or you won the race in the Louisiana, oh, the, jackpot, the, right? the Delta, the what was it, the million-dollar race? Right. So, like the horse who won that race was in. The horse who was second that race was probably in, and and I think it 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 bothered Churchill that that a race like at a place like Delta would would be getting winners. In and 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 uh there was a complaint of course that too many sprinters were getting in though that rare I
1: remember Trinberg caught a lot of flags
0: um, because he got in yeah. Groovy oh my god Groovy ran in the derby back in the but um <laughs> and the world did not end but uh the way it's set up it just is is it's too heavily weighted towards the end and I understand that you want to get the, the, the final prep guys in, but you could do that with a 75-point win. And if you bump the earlier race and, and you you, um, you cut the, the late races back a little bit, you just brought them a little bit closer. Not, I'm not saying you have to make the January races 50 points. I'm just saying that the Southwest in February – being 10 points and the Arkansas Derby, um, you know, seven weeks later being worth a yeah, hundred. too points. big of a difference. That just doesn't make any sense. It, it, it really is. It really is. I mean, imagine if Essential Quality um, were, were to need points in the Arkansas Derby. And, and like I said, Spikes of fever the morning Don't of the race, and the day before the race. We won't
1: see him till Preakness,
0: <laughs> if that. Yeah. Like, so then maybe the best horse, uh, you know, maybe the best horse in the race doesn't get in. And I think I think the Breeders' Cup Juvenile winner. Yeah, that's a tough race points. to win. So <laughs> I think he should he should get a little bit more. You know, and and, and that's you know that's it, it's a it's a prestige race, so let's make those winners let's try to encourage horses to race and and that goes back to what we talked about many times about having a string of races into the breeders cup and and having a series where where things are interconnected and i think that that's that's something that they could do better i don't think churchill it doesn't really seem like gives it. a shit to be honest um they have their derby they 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 call the shots they that now they have um you know the, the the they own Turfway, so now they have two preps there. Um, the, you know they have uh, the Louisiana races, so they have three preps there, and you know so them, the Derby's going to be great no matter what. I guess that that's probably their their outlook. That people like us that really care about the rest of racing, um, it's 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 similar to the effect that the Belmont fall championship meet, how it's been affected by the breeders cup. It's been destroyed by the breeders cup. The jockey club uh-huh. Gold cup. is going yeah, to run that, at that crazy I saw it. It yeah. is. It is. I think it's a good move. I mean, honestly where it was like, it was just a sitting duck, right? I mean, it's just a sitting duck there. So to so moving it back is probably the right deal to do for modern racing. Um, but, it's just a little unseemly that that we can't uh, that the, the Belmont fall oh, stakes the awesome. traditional stakes have just been uh, turned turned into preps i mean they're essentially just a series of preps for the breeder's cup and um if you're not old enough to remember when the belmont fall it meet was the, the own the only quote unquote championship meet there was um unlike the championship meet that they have now that's uh, <laughs> currently racing, which is decidedly not champions of anything. I don't know what the championship, I don't know what kind of championship they're winning, but um, it, it's, it, again, it's been, it's been a long, long time. Now the breeders cup has been around for 35 years, so it's not changing. It's gone. It's happened. But, but that's the effect that the, the breeders cup or the, you know, has on, on, on racing turning all the fall stakes into preps and that's the effect that the derby point system has on the three-year-olds in that um so many of them are are so lightly raced that uh that there's going to be a million question marks and i really think that it's not beneficial for a lot of the horses to try to mount a quarter when they're just so inexperienced and maybe i'm just an old grouch but that's just a. Uh, it just seems like it's yeah, hard to I mean, argue. What's
1: the counterpoint—I I don't see one. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I, I don't see the counterpoint to that argument.
0: Oh. just level it out. That's all I'm saying. Level it out. Level it out. No one's complaining about the overseas races getting ridiculous amounts of points because those guys never show up. Right. And if they, they, they do show buried. up. It's, it's one horse. And I'm sure their argument would be, well, name a good horse that hasn't been in, hasn't made it because of the system. Well, you probably it'd be, it'd be kind of pressed to, to do that, but that doesn't mean that it's a good system just because they've uh, dodged a bullet every year. Well, maybe they're not going to dodge the bullet two years in a row. And, and
1: well, the uh, weather this year uh, kind of is affecting all the that's going on in Oakland. So, yeah. I mean, that that might be the yeah. The X factor, you know, Yeah, I mean, the weather's changed everything there.
0: Well, I know also, like, when you look at the graded stakes part of of the equation, like, the Southwest really should be a grade two. It's just a better race than it it used to be. And I I think that they just don't like making uh, the Southwest a grade two. And having the uh, the Rebel be a grade two and and then having the Arkansas Derby be a grade one. But I think that the Arkansas <coughs> um, road to the triple crown to the Derby has it, just been so strong that it, it, it's, it's something that should be thought of. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it
1: comparatively, it, you know, for the past, let's say, 10 years, it's been stronger than the Florida series.
0: So uh, so I guess Brad Cox is going to run Caddo River in the Rebel, right? Because he he won the Hmm. Smarty Jones. Mandolin will run back in the Risen Star. He won't run Essential Quality back in the Rebel. So he might actually wind up – I wonder if he'll run uh, Caddo River in the Rebel. I don't know. I mean – Caddo River did beat – he did finish in front of Greatest Honor. And I know he did not beat much of a field his last win at at Oakland, winning the Smarty Jones, but he did beat him pretty good. I think he he beat Cowan by 10 lengths that day. So Cowan came back and ran well. So, I mean, Brad Cox almost has quietly kind of has a stranglehold on on the middle, uh, you know, the the, the derby prep in the middle of the country. I mean, Mandolin's going to be the big favorite in the Louisiana Derby, and Essential Quality will be the big favorite in the Arkansas Derby, and Cattle River will, might be the favorite. Nope. In if uh, like I in, said, uh, you favorite.
1: know, I'm I'm kind of thinking. My thoughts are like you've said before. That surface, that sanity is so deep. Getting those horses out of there, they're going to run like the wind blows. I, I'm just waiting for it to happen. I, you know, I kind of thought Spielberg would do something, but you know, it, it was kind of clear that the horse isn't very good. I'm I'm not gonna totally discount him um, because of the the wet track, um, but man, I, I'm I'm really waiting to see these California horses go elsewhere and do something. <laughs> yeah, well yeah I'd like to see him just show up. In a picture or something, man. Jeez.
0: <laughs> Get bath photo. Medina spirit, he, he's I kinda I kinda like that horse, you know? He's kinda yeah, a I mean, dog. he's not
1: he doesn't have the star power, the he other does. two.
0: He he, show, he showed a lot of grit, I like that's that. for sure. But uh it'll be interesting to see what happens. The the Oaks trail, I, I I'll be honest, nope. I, I don't really do I don't the there at all. Um certainly the race at, at uh at Gulfstream that featured the uh the champion <laughs> of last year, the champion uh Oh boy. Um the Devona Dell was the two thousand twenty one uh she was no vanquished. Show. It was. It really that was. was a bizarre race. It really was. Whole Bodemeister just like crushed me. <laughs> she looked like Pine Tree Lane. She was so far ahead. She started wandering at the eighth pole or inside the eighth pole and she still won by like ten lengths. It was it was a uh, it was really nuts. I I mean she really hadn't ever shown Not a whole lot fast. of early speed like that, so I, that was kind of nuts. I mean, it was... It, <laughs> you don't see many races, period. But especially you don't see stake races where, where you get 52 to one shots winning, nine to one shots second, 53 to one shots third, and 84 yeah, to one shots off. fourth. <laughs> the public um, was off. Yeah, that, that just doesn't happen very much. Uh, that, that's... But, um, I mean, Viquis was 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 really bad. I mean yeah didn't show she got up beat 26 either. lengths she's easy and they're saying that i like, can't really find anything wrong with her but she's she, it, it's hard for a horse as good as she was as a two-year-old and consistent as she was to um to just get beat 26 lengths and not have you think that um
1: something's up yeah
0: that, that something is uh something's amiss which which you know i feel bad for butch reed because he doesn't get a whole lot of star power type horses like like her and i mean that's got to be frustrating and it's all hell um having a good horse like that having him run so poorly it just uh it's just frustrating I, I know it's i mean i've been there with with a you know, lot lesser horses where you, you expect them to run well they've trained good everything seems like it's perfect and then you put them in the race and they just don't do anything you know and and you scope them and they scope clean and you you, you see if they're unsound the next day and they're fine yeah, that's and, gotta and that's like, got to be a killer like, <laughs> that would drive me nuts <laughs> what you know, like what what is wrong and you, you know you spend the next week looking at them like waiting trying to find something's got to be wrong this horses don't just not show up. You draw their blood and, and that might come back or it might come back, you know, a little of this or a little of that. Nothing that actually says, hey, well, you know, with this this cost you 20 links in a race. But that's why, uh, you know, that's, that's <laughs> you one, one know. of the reasons why they run the races.
1: I'd pick every winner on paper.
0: Um, On paper, I'm perfect, but the reality is I, I've, I've made like no bets this whole week. Disappointing. Take it. I just yeah, there I was one horse
1: like I, I liked. On, I mean, I, I, it my was my a tech,
0: good card, you know, garde and
1: that horse just got rolling a little bit too late. Fieros got to jump on him, and he just couldn't make up the ground. But he ran well, just like I thought he was gonna. I mean, almost the T in my head of how that race was gonna be run. But just couldn't run down the leader. Just got too much of a, a jump on him, and you know those Pletcher horses are hard to get by if they get that kind of lead in the stretch.
0: Yeah, yeah, that horse ran well. Can performer kind of disappointed? Uh, that was a hard race. He come out of him, him, uh, and, and our Steve oh, Badou. Uh... I have course, a Jedi. Uh, they, that was a that was a tough race. Those, yeah, they ran hard. Yeah, those guys mixes up pretty good in that last race. And Performer's he's a good, good horse, but he's not. He's never really taken that next step. He he, he always kind of looked like he was ready to really elite. Yeah, he was going to go elite star territory, but he, he really nope. he was he in really with his friends. Done it. Uh, Mystic yeah. Guide looked great, um, winning the Razorback again. He, he obviously can handle a, a, a sloppy track, but he, he looked really good. Um, and it kind of makes you wonder, you know, oh, more about man, happy and My Saber. stomach
1: hurts every time
0: you I, I say that. I've heard is, is just he's just kind of returned to training off an extended layoff. But you'd have to think the happy saver is going to be a big factor later uh, in the year. Or at least you would hope. I mean, I'm not sure what's wrong, why, why he was given so much time, but um, I mean, those those two look like they they could be all right because you know, we've we've lamented about the older horse division being really really thin, uh, especially on the dirt side this year coming into this year. So it, it's good to see uh, some of the four year olds stepping up and 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 showing that uh, you know that it's going to be a a decent enough year. I mean, Charlton's a four-year-old that uh, just got beat out in, in, in Saudi. I'm not sure what he where He comes back. Um, you know, Happy saver, of course, mystic guide. So uh, there, there are quite a few, um, you know, four-year-olds that uh, kind of the later developing ones, because a lot of the big yeah. three-year-olds from last year retired. so so it, it's a, uh, so it's, it's looking like some of these horses could be okay. Yes. I think that's Maxfield is another one. He headed to Santa Anita for the Santa Anita Derby. And now Santa Anita Derby's part, is it part of that? Um,
1: yeah. The bonus.
0: Didn't they put up a bonus? Yeah. So the, I wonder has to. if the bonus has something to do with it. It, it would, it would certainly make sense. And, and uh, I guess, you know, Brendan Walsh might be looking at, uh, what's been racing out in California in old horse races and not no, be scared I mean, and try to take advantage of, of, uh, of, of Charlton and Nick's go can't do any worse than King and, Guillermo. I mean, even yeah, King Guillermo has been terrible, but um, I mean, even the Dubai world no, cup is not looking like I, a stellar I, field. I mean, you're headlined by Jesus's team. <laughs> You know, straight <laughs> off the claiming crown
1: victory, <laughs> uh, and and a and a and a tough luck 2nd to let's um, go in the Pegasus man.
0: Yeah, but you know he's it, it's 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 a uh, for what's it what's a sixteen million dollars? It's not exactly unless there's some another Japanese horse or someone we don't know about. Sleepy Eyes Todd's coming back. He ran okay the other day in the Saudi Cup and the 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 human or the the equine mm. punching bag Tacticus, he he's, he's he's going back for more. But um, yeah, the Dubai World Cup is is not a stellar race for the kind of money they're giving out, and that's uh, one reason is that the older horse division on the dirt is just not that deep. It's just it's well, that's just, why
1: isn't. the the timing of the Pegasus, you know the ex Don handicap is actually kind of key to the whole thing, but it kind of watered down once <laughs> once the Saudis placed theirs in between the Pegasus and the World Cup. You know, it, it kind of took the, the steam out of du- the Dubai race.
0: It did, and, and Knicks go kind of dominating the Pegasus and then going to Saudi and not dominating will probably be a little bit of a discouragement for, for people if they continue to keep the same schedule. hope not, because he um, just wasn't fast enough. He just wasn't uh, as a month fast so. a
1: char- charlatan. No way, no how.
0: You know, but the thing is that yep, guys just don't run horses back these days. They just don't. You know? And especially considering they have a, a long ship from South Florida or wherever the horse is based to, uh, to the Middle East, so... I was surprised. Honestly, I was surprised that they didn't go to pass Dubai, the Saudi right. Cup and uh, go to Dubai. Yeah, I, I thought that would, would what they might do is, is, uh, is give them a little more time and, and, and well, shoot especially for the Dubai no race. But, was uh, going to be in that race, right?
1: And yeah, honestly,
0: the odds of Charlton, if he had won by three, going back to Dubai, Baffert usually wouldn't do that. He, he would, he would, he would bring him home. So. So, scatterbrained, to say the least. Is, it's it's, it's kind of scattered now, but there are some potential. I mean, there are some nice horses. Like I said, Maxfield and, and uh, Mystic Guide, and who are both owned by Godolphin, and Happy Saver. Uh, Charlton certainly ran, you know, excellent in defeat. And, uh, I, I don't know what Nick's go. Who yeah, it's a tough spot,
1: you know, because he's, you know he's not the fastest horse out that there. That mile, maybe?
0: I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying to okay. put the Met Mile, like everyone that. into the Met Mile, <laughs> but uh, I mean, the Met Mile certainly would be a, a race that would be right up his alley. Uh, I mean, maybe Charlton returns in the Boy, Met Mile be too. Great to see. <laughs> Throw Jackie's Warrior in, and we got a we got ourselves a race. Might have to get Pat Day out of retirement to drive Jackie's Warrior. Gets <laughs> in at like one hundred six. <laughs> That, that Is, might not be. Able or to bring Angel days. Angel in the ride
1: gulch or something.
0: <laughs> Angel Angel couldn't do one thirty. <laughs> he weighs as much as I do right now. He, he might be close to one fifty six. I'm close to Vince Wilfork. Yeah, but you you got better three sixty six. That's the difference. <sighs> <laughs> oh man. Well, we don't have much on the derby front this week coming up. We just have the, uh, the Tampa Bay Derby, which uh, and the San Felipe um, uh, and the Gotham. But I mean, the Gotham is probably not going to be a spot um, where we see a, a, a lot of. Yeah, I might true make your appearance contenders.
1: out in Tampa this weekend. We'll see.
0: I was thinking about, I was thinking about maybe uh, uh, the great uh, Joe Villante. Vili- Villante. He doesn't <laughs> like my name, Villante, so that sounds, making fun sound in Spanish. But um, Joe Villante is threatening to be there. Joe, who is uh, our Racing City restaurant reviewer. I mean, does it get any better than that? So, Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, I got. A, I'm calling tomorrow, getting a, a review of a of, of a new restaurant. So that'll be a uh, going okay, to circles okay. digest to be out later this week. Joe V's uh, recommendation after the races is going to on on, there. Uh, on Sam so, F.
1: Davis Day, I went to this place, which is known in the in the Tampa Clearwater area, Frenchie's, but it was the one in Dunedin. And they yeah. had garlic crab fries that were absolutely phenomenal. One of the best foods I've ever eaten. Is that in Clearwater? There's a there's Is a couple in Clearwater? Clearwater. This one was technically in Dunedin.
0: Yeah. I know I oh, yeah wanted the one, wanted the one by the beach. Yeah, that one's good too. I think we saw. I wouldn't like be Aaron surprised. <laughs> Did he have a mullet back in back in the day? Yeah. Uh, I Here's, think he always had a mullet. This is on the Jack. The McCall late Great Darren Dalton. Yeah. Yeah, we used to go to games uh, in Clearwater. They have a nice little stadium for the Phillies and Blue Jays, right. Meeting. They're they're actually it's playing where their Blue Jays games used there. to play. Yeah. And then uh the Tigers played in Lakeland, which was kind of halfway to Orlando. Um the Yankees of in Orlando. I, I never. Oh uh, yeah, I saw the Braves one time. Uh, we went over there. One Astros and play, Kissimmee. Uh, the Cardinals. I know. No, not anymore. The Astros are now in West That's Palm with the Nationals. That's good for us. I like it down here. Uh, I mean, Jupiter. We have the Cardinals and the. Uh, I was going to nah, say the Expos. You call them the Expos, but uh, the Marlins. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, the, the Expos used to be in uh, in Jupiter. That's the first time I ever saw Vlad Guerrero play was in a spring training game in Jupiter. Uh, and he hit a line drive and it, it, it went over the shortstop's head by about five <laughs> feet and hit the wall. I mean, it was never you know, seen I didn't even call my dad saying, I just saw like the I said I just saw like the best baseball player I ever saw, and I never even heard of him, and he's got like a weird name. Like his first name is Russian, <laughs> but he's from the Dominican. Vladimir Guerrero, and he's all kind of gawky looking, but man, he hit some like just like you know, the old saying, the the sounds good, yeah, comes yes. uh, sounds different coming there, off bat. That. That was the bat. Like, <laughs> he hit the ball so hard that it's like the pitcher was almost embarrassed. The best part him. Was, about him is the
1: batting gloves.
0: No, strong was. hands
1: to do that, oh,
0: you know. I saw him play. uh Yeah, quick oh, man. and strong. No, he was. He was some player, and and never and and he never, you know, got his due because he wouldn't nope. learn English. He still doesn't speak English. He just didn't care to learn English. He just said, "I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't want endorsements. I don't want. It Doesn't matter to me." It's you know, relevant. and his kids, his kids, a. It's funny because his kid no, doesn't look not like even him at all. The <laughs> kid looks more like me. He's got like a yeah, he's spin. bigger. He, he's, he's like a Kung Fu Panda type body, you know? But he can hit the ball too, and, he, and he, he's he got that swing. But, um, yeah, spring training was always one of the great things about about South Florida. And um, I remember when the Orioles were at... Uh,
1: in oh, Fort yeah. Lauderdale,
0: off Commercial Boulevard, and it was kind of a crappy stadium. It wasn't great, but the good thing about it was it was old and it, it was close. It was really close to the. Uh, um, you could, you know, you, you sat really close to the players. Oh I, boy! I, I saw Gasper Moshera there after he had retired. I was sitting in the stands, and this is a true story. I was sitting in the stands, and I had a horse in that day, a first timer, and Susan <laughs> was working for me, and. My mom and dad were in town, and we had got tickets. And, of course, the, the race was like an extra race. We weren't expecting it to go. And we had the tickets, and I was like, man, I can't get out of this. So I was like, listen, just saddle a horse. I don't think she'll win first time anyways. And, uh, you know, just tell the jock. Uh, Elvis. Elvis Trujillo wrote her. And I said, yep, Soupson was the name of the horse. S-O-U-P-C-O-N. Um, and, of course, we didn't have, like, um uh, <laughs> you couldn't watch races on your phone back then. <laughs> this was like the dark ages of like 2001, and um, we we're sitting out and and kind of like, uh, like like right right parallel to like where the first base bag is, about maybe 15, 20 rows up. And a guy walks down the the aisle, <laughs> and I'm saying, and with no shirt on, got shorts, no shirt, and he looks Wait exactly like Gaspar Moshera. Like, exactly like Gaspar O'Shera. So, you know, sometimes you see somebody and, and you, they look like somebody you know and you're not really sure if, you know, you try to make eye contact with them and you're not really sure, um you know, if you should say something because if it's not him, you're going to feel like an idiot. So, I was like, ah, screw it, you know. So, I said to my dad, that looks like Gaspar O'Shera. And my dad's like, yeah, it looks like Gaspar So, I was like, Gasper. And he looked over and I was like, holy oh, shit. Dad, what are you doing here? And he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what am I doing here? What are you doing here? Like, Oh, I just came to see the game. Well, yeah, obviously. And he says, "Don't you got a horse in today?" I'm like, "Yeah, in a little while." <laughs> yeah, you must not like her. Nah, nah.
1: Ugh.
0: She won, of course. <laughs> easy, easy. Money in the bank. Yeah, she won. She won. Not only did she win, she won easy. But um, they 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 tore that stadium down, I think. And then there's a soccer stadium over there now. I, Rafael Palmero hit a home run, and he was on the Orioles, and I can't remember who they were playing. Maybe the Dodgers. Vero That's Beach, when the Dodgers yeah. were in uh, Vero Beach. But they used to play the Dodgers. Like, every third game was the Dodgers. And he hit a home run, hit the light tower about halfway up in, in right field, and it had to have been 500 feet. I mean, it, it just had to have been. Like, it, it was a <laughs> – <laughs> it was one of those, like, you didn't have video for it or anything, but it was, it was like, did I just see that? Like, that was that was crazy. That was absolutely crazy. And I remember another game I sat there, we were like two rows behind Tommy Lasorda, and Tommy Lasorda signed oh, sure autographs the entire game. The entire game. Never one time, like, like you know, like big shot at anybody. People kept coming down, and, 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 and he was on the aisle seat and, you know, asking the. Take a picture or, or uh, you know, sign an autograph, and he, he signed every single one. I mean, never, never complained, never said anything. that we could hear, him, you know, talking. But yeah, he was, he was, he was, uh, he was a good sport about it. That's for sure. But we used to get tickets <laughs> for like five one of those bucks. days, six bucks. Yeah, we were. <laughs> there's a guy, right? His name is Edison. Edison Zolte. He worked for me, worked for Jerkins. The first time I ever saw him, and I threatened Please. to have him on the on the Tuesday. I've, show,
1: I've heard so many but, stories.
0: Yeah, so he worked, the first time I met him, he was working for Angel Penna. And he had a horse. He, oh, was, yeah. he was the groom for a horse named turf. Perfect Ark. She was by Brown Ark. <laughs> Brown Ark had one good horse, her, and she was in New York bred, and she was the best turf filly in New York that summer. And I remember I was working for Jerkins and, and we had a filly and I, I can't remember who we had, but she, she wasn't nearly in the caliber of, of perfect art. And Eddie was walking around the paddock. He had a three piece suit on and and he was <laughs> mocking everybody. And he kept saying, take a look at that ass. You see that ass? That's all you're going to see the whole race. <laughs> I was like, who is this maniac? You know? And um, of course she won, but, um, wasn't that much longer. I wasn't too much longer. Uh, he, he came looking for a job. Because uh, he got in a fight. Or this or that happened. Maybe the next year. Maybe the Philly retired. I can't remember all the particulars. But I hired him. I gave him a job. So next thing you know, he's working for Jerkins. And he, he worked for me. He worked for <clears throat> Nick Zito. He worked for uh, uh, oh my God. Jimmy Jerkins for a while. And he's now. He's working for Kent Sweezy now. Um yeah, he's Ken Sweezy's man. Ken said he had to suspend him for like a week for, you know, being Eddie. But uh, yes, yeah, so sometimes he's like a horse. He needs a little freshening. You got to get him out of the barn for a little. But he works like a like he knows horses. Like he's just an old school, like has the natural instinct. He's not great with people, but he, he's really good with horses. And um, so, anyways, the point of the story was we were sitting by, uh, in this at this old stadium, Fort Lauderdale Stadium. They didn't really have dugouts. So the guy the, the the bullpen's were just basically chairs on the outside of the, the foul line, you know, right by the fence. So you could kind of walk down there and be right, you know, like five feet from the players. And Eddie went down there and and I don't remember what if you asked the guy for oh, a yeah. ball or I something. Remember. And the guy's name was, was Jose Peniagua was his name. Jose Peniagua. Yeah, and the guy wouldn't <laughs> give him a ball, and Eddie started cussing in Spanish, calling him a scrub. <laughs> and he said, "Pennyagua," that means running water. He goes, you're, uh, "You're, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he totally he cussed the guy out." And the other guys, Spanish guys in the dugout or in the, in the bullpen or you know the the what what served as the bullpen started <laughs> laughing. The guy got all mad. I said, "Matty, man, you're gonna get beat up by Jose <laughs> Pennyagua. Good, then you're gonna have to give me a check." <laughs> <laughs> i was like man we're gonna get thrown out of this place but um yeah eddie's one of those characters man he, he's he's just one of those racetrack guys that that spend their whole life there and you know kind of bounce around a little bit but but they have the knowledge um that you can't teach uh you know it's all the old school methods and and uh, how to put a spider bandage on then you know just just the uh, uh, put horses in ice and and and, and hot tubs and, um, you know, he he was he's he's a he's a good guy, but uh, every once in a while he does. He needs he needs like he needs to get turned out for a week, freshened up, so he comes back. But
1: but yeah, he almost
0: got us thrown out of Fort Lauderdale Stadium.
1: Good old Edison.
0: When I was in Arizona. They had um, where the Tucson Toros used to play, where they filmed.
1: Oh, the spring training, uh, yeah.
0: All all the spring, you know, the the spring training. Yep. That was where the the Tucson Toros were there back then. I I don't even know if if a team plays there or not. But the Cleveland Indians actually did have spring training there. That was their spring training at home. And I remember um, when I was in college, me and a friend of mine, we, it was a similar bullpen instead of, they really didn't have a bullpen. And I remember we, we sat there one day and Bob Feller was talking, you know, the famous hall of fame pitcher. And he was old, then, but he talked and he was, he was telling stories and, you know, interacting with people. And it, it was just, uh, it was kind of crazy. It was like unbelievable. Like you, you were kind of pinching yourself. This is, you know, I really t- you know, like talking to Bob Feller and he's really telling us stories about the difference between a fastball and a curveball and, no, it was, it was, it was fun. It was, it was great. And that stadium was exactly like it looks in major league, just kind of the whole outfield fence is covered in sponsorships. And it's just, uh, it was, it was, it was interesting. That's what it, it was, really, that's what they it was do. a cool place. It was hot, but <laughs> heat. you know, Arizona, it's hot. Anyways, we're running out of time. And I, again, I always want to thank you for all the time that you give us and, uh, appreciate you being the co-host of the big monday show and uh, we'll have you back next week and maybe we'll see you at tampa hey everyone i want to talk to you about brl equine brl equine is a company that would be considered by most the premier equine supplement company in horse racing they spent a lot of money millions on, on research and development before they put these products out this is not uh, a fly-by-night organization just tossing some couple things together and, and throwing it out there. The, they use FDA-supervised facilities. What they say is in the products is actually in the products. Nothing illegal, nothing illicit. It's perfectly legal, and it's beneficial for your horse's health. They have a new product called Flexify that's been only uh, out on the market for, I think, about six weeks and the early returns are great. I know a lot of trainers that have given me feedback, and these are guys that are gonna tell me the truth. Um, there's a million supplements out there, a lot of things that people have tried that haven't really been effective, and so far, everyone seems to really believe that Flexify HA is, is, a, is a really excellent uh, supplement to help the horse's joints. Contact my friend Joe Vellante at 215 501 6880 or get a hold of me at going circles podcast at gmail.com and I will get Joe in touch with you. And uh, if you're lucky, you might even get him for a lunch. But BRL Equine is a really good company and they have some really, really good supplements. And if you're an owner, Ask your trainer. If you're a trainer, give Joe a call. Thanks.